Decades ago, a man of God made his greatest personal prophecy that a banking crisis would trigger the rise of a fearsome war-making empire in Europe. Learn how this dramatic prophecy is coming true before your eyes. Next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings everyone. The Silicon Valley bank failure has caused a lot of alarms, severe alarm in this world. What is it all about? We also had a failure of our, our signature bank here in America, and there was a Credit Suisse bank that failed, somewhat connected to this, in Switzerland. And uh, this is causing a lot of urgency in the European Union because they're uh, realizing that they need to tighten their rules and make their regulations even more severe. And they were already much better than in what we have in America. One uh, person said in the uh, Financial Times, he said the biggest antidote to this risk was to speed up the work on strengthening EU rules for dealing with failing lenders. And what this is going to actually aid and speed up a great deal is to help the European nations, 27 nations now, be pared down to 10 kings that is prophesied in Revelation 17. You're going to see that happen, and you're going to see it happen soon, and it's already unfolding just like Herbert Armstrong talked about years ago. Here's another headline, Europe suffering from U.S. banking crisis. This is from our own news report. And another report we had, is a global financial crisis next? What is happening? And what does all this mean? The New York Times had this to say. They said this is all changing capitalism. And it's more than that, it's actually destroying it. But notice... They said that this is a breathtaking leap since there's no penalty. No penalty. The hazardous effect on behavior will be the same. In other words, people will just keep doing this over and over and over if there's no penalty. And there was no penalty. And I mean, they had some very, very uh, great billionaires investing in that bank. But I want to mention to you something about what Mr. Armstrong said roughly 40 years ago, and he talked about that America was going to have a massive banking crisis. And I mentioned years ago that that was one of the greatest personal prophecies he ever made. But he says there's going to be a massive banking crisis. And then the second part of it's even more stunning. He, he believed the banking crisis would cause 10 kings to unite into superpower status and fulfill a major end-time prophecy, and it is all being fulfilled before our eyes. It's all being fulfilled right before our eyes. Mr. Armstrong said July 7, 1984, in a message to his church, quote, in London, the economic conference was on while we were there. That is a summit conference of the major powers. 
I can tell you now that I learned things while in London that have alarmed me very greatly. What, what could alarm him so very greatly? Well, here's what he said, and I can see now the event that is going to trigger the formation of the reunification in Europe, the resurrection of the medieval Holy Roman Empire that we've been looking forward to that is prophesied to come. Now, he became good friends with Otto van Habsburg, and they were wondering why this didn't happen sooner. They, they thought it was going to happen considerably sooner, but it didn't. But Mr. Armstrong did go on to say it may uh, come in, in certain pieces. I, I think that was assumed, but he said definitely that when it finally uh, is ready for the Ten Kings, it will happen suddenly. In other words, what he prophesied here could happen any time, this year, the next year, but very soon, because it's all tied to these financial crises in the world, and especially in America and Britain. So we need to be concerned about that. Europe is going to unite in a way that uh, this world does not want to see it. Now, Otto Habsburg was in Los Angeles at a World Affairs Council. He was able to visit Herbert W. Armstrong at that time, and he was always trying to bring Europe together. He felt like that was the only way they could ever return to greatness. That's what he believed. Mr. Armstrong wrote this. Now, let me go further. The uh, whole banking structure in the United States is a network all joined together. But not only that, one nation has to deal with other nations and imports and exports, and so they have to have means of transferring money from one nation to another. And so the banking structure is international and interwoven. He says the banking system has become very complex. And of course, that will cause certain political leaders to see that they can manipulate that to their own devious ends if they choose to do so. And that has happened repeatedly because it's all so complex that most people don't understand it. It is very difficult to really comprehend it. Let me just read you one more comment that Mr. Armstrong made tied to that other one. He says this, and this is in He Was Right, quote from the uh, chapter on our financial 9-11 was prophesied. But notice what he said. Over the next 20 years, Mr. Armstrong's forecast became even more specific. In 1984, he wrote that a massive banking crisis in America could suddenly result in triggering European nations to unite as a new world power larger than either the Soviet Union or the U.S., which is the Soviet Union is just Russia today, but it's expanding back to what it was pretty fast. Even in Ukraine, you can see that. That, in turn, could bring on the Great Tribulation suddenly and, and will lead quickly to the second coming of Christ and the end of this world as we know it. Now, that's a, some of the greatest news. It is, well, in fact, it is the greatest news you've ever heard. <laughs> That Jesus Christ is coming, and it's all his, his return is tied to all these problems and these massive financial crises. 
It's all concluded by the second coming of Jesus Christ, the coming of the Messiah. How important is that? And how, how much hope is that to all this world? Well, all these frightening events that you see are going to end in just the most wonderful news you could ever even imagine. A fabulous and glorious end to all of this danger we see in the world. Here is a comment by Otto von Habsburg, and this is a critical statement number one I want to talk to you about, that he said, Today the Germans and the European Union are once again focusing the people's minds on the Holy Roman Empire. Here's a quote from Habsburg. The European community is living largely by the heritage of the Holy Roman Empire, though the great majority of the people who live by it don't know by what heritage they live. So he's saying yeah, the great majority of people don't understand it, and there's a big reason for that because they've, most of their work has been underground, and they've been building up a Fourth Reich in this world. Hitler had the third one. but. This has been hidden from the world. The Bible even talks about the abyss. They've just been in this underground, this abyss, and, and nobody has, well, most people have not seen it. But some few are really passionately into it, and now it's more out into the open, and soon you're going to see it before your eyes, even possibly this year. That's how fast these events are moving along. Now, Mr. Habsburg heads the 700-year House of Habsburg in Austria, but he renounced any claim to his father's throne in 1961. So he didn't want to be on that throne. He wanted to be involved in uh, Parliament and politics, and he certainly has or remained that way for quite a few years. Of course, he's no longer alive today, but uh, he kept saying, to look, if we're ever going to be great, if Europe's ever going to be great, we're going to have to go back to our roots to be great. But what about those roots? What have they done? What have these seven Holy Roman Empires done? The seventh one is coming on the scene before your very eyes. What have they done in their past history? Every single one of them has just walked through European blood to conquer every time, conquer other people. That is their history, and this time it's going to lead directly into the coming of Christ. That's the good news. Now, how could anything be more wonderful than that? These very people that we see on the world scene are going to come face to face with Jesus Christ. Many of them are, certainly. The last leader of the Holy Roman Empire was Adolf Hitler, and he uh, was the cause of 60 million deaths in World War II. So was that greatness on the part of Hitler? No, it was not. But anyhow, I don't think uh, Mr. Habsburg thought like Adolf Hitler, but the uh, great empire 
that's building on the scene is going to be hijacked. And I'll show you that in a moment. But going back a few years, Hitler was in the hospital and he said he, he came to the most decisive decision of his life. And here's what he said. For now, finally, he knew who he was and what he must do. He was a leader sent by destiny. He must answer the voices that he said he heard. He heard voices like Joan of Arc, distinctly calling him as he lay in his hospital bed. The voices told him to rescue his motherland from the Jews who had violated her. That's from Robert Waite. He wrote a history of Adolf Hitler and uh, what happened to him in Vienna. So he, he received a supernatural vision, he said, and he heard these voices and he had to respond to them. And actually he was possessed by an evil spirit and didn't know it, but that is something that is proved in my booklet on Germany and the Holy Roman Empire. So if you haven't written for that or requested that, please do so. All of our literature is free. So Hitler, he said from the beginning, he wanted to conquer the entire world. He said, I must in all modesty say that my own person is indispensable. Neither military nor civilian personality could replace me. I am convinced of the strength of my brain and my resolution. The fate of the Reich is dependent entirely upon me. It, it, it depends entirely upon him. <laughs> That's, uh, well, it didn't turn out so well, but there you have it. And uh, here is what uh, another, this second critical statement of Otto von Habsburg. Notice what he said here. And that Habsburg dynasty lasted 400 years, a great Holy Roman Empire in that respect. Quote, here's what he said. We possess a European symbol which belongs to all nations of Europe equally. This is the crown of the Holy Roman Empire, which embodies the tradition of Charlemagne. Well, what do you know? That was Reich number one. Hitler caused his the Third Reich, the Third Empire, after the pattern of Charlemagne, who waded through seas of blood to conquer Europe. Is that good? Was that greatness? Well, that's what leaders today think. But we have another view on that, and a lot of other people do as well. But this empire, throughout its six heads, and the seventh one is rising before our eyes, and all of them have been destructive, and the seventh one is going to be more destructive than all of the other six if we don't listen to God. But God is telling us this good news and getting the message out there so we can see why God is wrathful toward the people called Israel today, biblical Israel. And if you don't understand that, well, our book on the United States and Britain in prophecy will explain that to you. A little further down, he said that uh, Charlemagne was just practically worshiped by Adolf Hitler. And Adolf Hitler was really uh, 
fascinated and uh, almost worshiping the uh, those uh, crown jewels of Charlemagne that were at the time in an Austria museum. But Adolf Hitler moved into Austria in World War II and took the crown and all those jewels and said that this now made them the chosen people of God, no longer the Jews. The Jews betrayed Germany, according to Adolf Hitler. And now he, he uh, took these uh, jewels to Germany. He insisted that his early years in Vienna were absolutely crucial to his career because at that time I formed an image of the world and a view of life which became the foundation for my actions. I have had to change nothing. <laughs> he hasn't had to change anything. This was the time in which the greatest change I was ever to experience took place in me. Hitler talked about his commitment to anti-Semitism, and of course he killed six million Jews in World War II, but 60 million people died in World War II. It was a horrible crisis and a terrible sin, not a nation of greatness in that sense at all. So here we have, you see, those crown jewels, and that's all explained in my booklet on Germany and the Holy Roman Empire. But notice what Hitler said in 1938 at a rally in Nuremberg. Hitler had brought from Vienna, after 140 years, the insignia of the First Reich, the imperial crown, the orb of empire, the scepter, and the imperial sword. At the presentation of these symbols of imperialism, he solemnly vowed that they would remain in Nuremberg forever. And every time he spoke when those jewels were there, they said he was more powerful than ever. What was happening in his mind? Well, he had a power that was not his own. I'll show you that if I have time to get to it. He had a power that was not his own, just like the last one's going to have. You can read that in Habakkuk 1 and verse 11 as well. A big change in the mind. Also, Isaiah 10, verses 7 through 10, I believe, is where it talks about another mind change as well. The crown jewels were almost worshiped by him. But notice what it says in Daniel 8 and verse 23. And in the latter time, see, Daniel is only for this latter time. Notice what is going to happen. Here is the man that's going to rule over that seventh holy Roman Empire. Verse 23, And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. This is the man that's going to hijack the Holy Roman Empire. And it's not going to work out like some other more noble people would like to see it happen. But that is what's going to happen. And I'll tell you, we can see that even in months and we need to really watch what is happening in Europe. Mr. Armstrong felt like that this great power coming in, in Europe with those 10 kings is going to be superior in power even to China and Russia, stronger than either one of those nations. That's, that's what I mean by that. 
But there was an evil spirit there. Dark sentences, that's what they're talking about here. He, not of His own power, we'll see in the next verse. It, he had an evil spirit power. And how scary is that? Well, it's again, God warns us because He wants us to repent and not have to go through all this. A loving God doesn't ever want to see this kind of violence on anybody. But uh, you can look at the danger if you want to, and people talk about, well, what, uh, what is our greatest danger today? Well, you, you could get a whole list of them from other people, but Admiral Mike Mullum said the biggest danger in America today is our debt, is that it's going to leave us defenseless. And oh, how we need to understand that. That's what we're talking about in all of these bank failures. If we don't learn our lesson from this, God wants to solve all of these problems now if we'll just turn to Him and not forsake Him. But if we go on, well, in spite of man, He's still going to make sure that we survive. But it's not going to be easy, it's going to be very difficult. Bernard Connolly said in his book, bombshell book. He, he was working on the inside of the Holy Roman Empire, and he had a very important position. He headed the commission unit responsible for monitoring and servicing the system. He labels a European superstate as, as rotten. Why is that? Why is it rotten? He says, it's a European cloak for German ambitions. A European cloak for German ambitions. It's a Trojan horse in Europe. That's what he says. And he, he was there. And he, he was trying to figure out well, now who's going to be the modern day Charlemagne? Because there, France and Germany were fighting for that for a few years, but Germany has already won that battle. Who is going to be this Charlemagne? Notice it says in verse 24, And his power shall be mighty and not of his own power. It's not of his own power. It's the power of an evil spirit, a certain possession. But notice the end result. Verse 25, And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. Well, how about that? Here it's, it's all going to end, as I said. Jesus Christ is going to conclude it and see that man survives that we don't destroy all human flesh. God is going to protect us from ourselves, but we're going to have to suffer a lot first unless we repent at this time and turn to God. He wants to do everything He can to save us now. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Decades ago, a man of God made his greatest personal prophecy. 
that a banking crisis would trigger the rise of a fearsome war-making empire in Europe. Learn how this dramatic prophecy is coming true before your eyes. European leaders today glorify the legacy of Charlemagne, who waded through rivers of blood to convert the continent to Catholicism. But that happened over 1,200 years ago. It is now easy to gloss over the violent side of Charlemagne and focus on his successful efforts to unify Europe. Request our free colorful pamphlet, Germany and the Holy Roman Empire, to expose the shocking history of Charlemagne. This man is not just a relic of the past. He led the First Reich, Hitler led the Third Reich, and cherished the example of Charlemagne. Charlemagne and Hitler commanded different incarnations of the same empire, an empire that lurks underground in Europe right this very moment. Study Germany and the Holy Roman Empire to understand how this terrifying church-state combine is about to inflict tremendous suffering on the world one final time. You can prove from the pages of your Bible and the history books that the Holy Roman Empire has already dominated geopolitics six separate times, and that the seventh resurrection will be the most destructive version by far. Also request our free booklet, A Strong German Leader is Imminent. Your Bible describes an end-time strongman who will seize control over Europe, unite the continent through false religion, annihilate enemy nations, and initiate a titanic clash against another superpower from the Far East. The coming German strongman will shake this world to its foundations. Now is the time to diligently watch for his sudden arrival on the world scene. Today, Germans are fed up with their leadership. They want a leader with the strength to decisively address their many crises, including the final crisis. History reveals the bloody results of this nation's quest to discover strong leadership. That's why you must know a strong German leader is imminent. Once he takes power, we're on the fast track to the second coming of our Savior. The bad news will soon turn into good news. Unparalleled bloodshed will lead to unmatched peace and prosperity under the loving government of God. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Germany and the Holy Roman Empire and a strong German leader is imminent. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Germany and the Holy Roman Empire and a strong German leader is imminent. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629.
The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.